done this in a while i know i don't even remember what to say i got you covered welcome back to another episode of creating magic i'm danny and i'm paula and today we have a very special episode we are going to be sharing an interview with matthew who is one of the co-founders of the cauldron pub so it's been a while but back in April, I got to go out to their offices and to see their facility out there. So we're going to listen to that right now. All right. So today we are here with Matt from the Cauldron Pub. Matt, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am the co-founder and CEO of the Cauldron Company, which is the global entertainment company that produces the Cauldron immersive experience venues around the world. So how many of those experiences do you have currently? As of uh, recording this, we're at six. We have four sites in the UK and two in the US, um, and we are about to open two more in the US in the next coming weeks. Okay, so that first one that's opening is Chicago. That's right. So six days from today, we're opening Chicago um, in, in an area of Chicago Goldwicker Park on Division Street. It's a, a kind of an iconic bank. It's 10,000 square foot. It's a beautiful, beautiful site, and we're just sprinkling some magic on top. That's so exciting. And then what type of experiences throughout all your locations do you have for people to come and enjoy? Our focus is immersive food, beverage, and retail. So um, from a food and beverage standpoint, we do a potion making experience, which is a molecular cocktail class where uh, you pre-book online ahead of time. You get a working magic wand and a robe and you kind of make three elixirs. You pour one with your magic wand with spell casting uh, to start you off, and then you choose two from a list to brew at your table uh, using your magic wand and other elements of science. Uh, we also run a wizard afternoon tea experience, which is non-alcoholic by nature, um, although you can add alcohol if you like, and um, that's more food-based as well as tea-based. Um, in London, we run a magic wand experience, which is a 40 interactive retail experience, uh, and then our U.S. venues have full-service restaurants with them. So it's like British comfort food with a fantasy twist. And the, the idea is just to, to make magic real with science, technology, and design and to, to bring the things that can be brought to life to life and put you in the driver's seat. Okay, so much fun. There's so much going on there. But the cool thing about you guys is like you really do create your own items and essentially event the things you use you don't really outsource that much that's right i mean the things that we're we're doing the reason we're doing them they didn't exist before so there was no working magic wands that miniaturized technology that lets you control the environment around you so i invented that piece of tech the stuff that we want to do doesn't exist yet or it exists in other forms and our design studio, which is based in London, their mission is to figure out how we can bring things to life. So right now, you know, no one else is, no one else is making that in the mainstream way. So we are uh, in the hope that that will become adopted by mainstream. So let's backtrack a little. What inspired you to start this adventure? Well, I love fantasy. I love reading. Reading is what got me interested um, in learning as a kid. I went on to become a literacy and reading teacher right after um, college uh, with Teach for America. 
and I was doing my best to inspire my kids who really struggle with reading to learn to love to read. And my go-to for that is fantasy, right? It's, it's such an accessible genre. It's such has so many nice messages and speaks to so many people of, of all different backgrounds and experiences. And so I used fantasy to get my kids excited about reading and literature and wanting to learn, wanting, wanting to want to learn. Um, and then I became really interested in technology and education technology. I wanted to move into making software and hardware for learning and helping like students and people achieve like higher learning gains. So I started to move into that industry and into technology and learning how to make things myself. Um, and once you teach someone a skill like that, you know, you just, you know, point and they go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for me, what was in my head was working magic wands. How do I make fantasy real? Um, how do I take the things from the pages of books and from folklore and from history and from movies and actually make them part of today's technology? Um, I see fantasy, I see what we're doing for fantasy is what happened to science fiction. So science mm -hmm. fiction has become, a lot of it's become science, the yes. science that we're experiencing today. Um, if you look at things, places, things like Star Trek or like Jules Verne or mm -hmm. uh, Back to the Future, right? So we can see so much Just of... It's like your iPad from Star Trek, you know, that's what they were using before it was a thing. It's because people wanted that to be yeah. real, right? So, and then they made it real. And what I want to make real is the stuff from fantasy and, and bring it into today's science. And so I, I feel like we are at a point, an inflection point in history where we're able to make that happen in a way that hasn't been possible before. That, that's so exciting. It's also like a way that for kids that do enjoy that magic to also find the sciences. Like yeah. it's not a lot of times like I found my love of science because of my love of science fiction. That's and right. that's yeah. where like I love astronomy because I love Star Trek as a kid. And this is like a way that someone will go to this experience. And yes, some kids are like, yes, this is all real magic. And then other kids are going to be like, but how? But how? And then it goes on that journey of discovering how things are created and then becomes a creator themselves. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a former teacher, is it, it's figuring out how to, to get people to learn without even necessarily having them know that they're learning. Yes. Um, so our, our magic wand, we've uh, invented a version of that that can teach computer programming. So during COVID, when our venues were shut, we had to figure out, okay, well, how do we, how do we make revenue as a company? Mm -hmm. um, one of those ways was to make kind of at-home kits, at-home construction DIY kits for people to tap into creativity or into STEM or into learning. Um, and we developed a platform for teaching computer programming, like, you know, blink on, blink off, right? <laughs> yeah. It's much more fun when you have a wand that blinks the thing on or off. And one of my, my dreams for how our company will develop developing a product that teachers can use in schools that like computer computer science teachers can use in reinforcing the learning goals that teachers have with their kids and their students to then like how do you make that just a little bit more fun for them and just i i love that because it it brings the fun back into learning because sometimes like you remember the teachers you didn't like because it wasn't a fun class but you also remember those teachers that did make everything fun and encourage that learning and by doing it through a way that you know there's magic is everywhere and finding those things and moving it back in is so cool and i i can't wait to like see the kids that come out of like the things that you've produced mm. and where they go i mean when i think i think about teachers like that like lessons that mm -hmm. stand out 
like I think about Mr. Basaga or Mr. Nell, my science teachers, right, who engaged and caught your imagination through really cool and fun science experiments that you could then see how are applicable, right? Um, and for us, like from a potion making perspective, we have one drink that's called the Transfiguration Tonic. It's a, mm -hmm. a potion that people can construct and it changes from blue to pink. And really how that's happening is it's traveling, the liquid is traveling along the pH scale. And so what you're doing is teaching about pH, whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and for us, like our potion classes are kind of like high school chemistry class where it's safe to drink the liquid <laughs> and maybe it has alcohol and you have a nice time with it too. Um, so the kind of the inspiration that I have is comes from teachers and comes from sources like that, that really kind of speak to you. Where, so you've mentioned wanting to like in the future do things for, to help aid teachers. Where else do you see this growing? Like, do you want to open a lot more places or do you have ideas for what that future looks like? Yeah, so we are in a stage of growth and expansion, especially in the United States. And by opening more venues in more cities, you're you know kind of increasing awareness. We're going to be enfranchising the United States as well, again, to increase that impact. And the number of venues we have is a saturation point. And those venues also have like an entire merchandising area. So you have the beauty of a concept like the Cauldron is you have a captive audience who you know really likes the thing that you're selling. Yes. And so how do you put other things in front of that audience that they would also like? And that could be learning kits, that could be freeze-dried unicorn poop, <laughs> uh, which is saltwater taffy that's been freeze-dried. And it's like, so when you freeze-dry something, it's just, it makes it it's so much so more cool. fun. It's like astronaut um, food when it's like, but it is, it's it's astronaut what it was. Like, How many people astronaut wanted food. astronaut food? I still want astronaut food. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's about kind of increasing the platform that you have mm -hmm. to kind of put these products in front of an audience that is really passionate and really interested and really excited and hopefully just had a really good time in your venue um, we during COVID as well we since our venues were closed it's thinking about how you can use your intellectual property differently so for us what is our ip our ip is um, patented interactive magic wands it's science-based drinks it's interactive items it's creativity um, so we developed a consumer Internet of Things product. It's called the Wizard Smart Switch, and we made a Kickstarter for it, and it was funded, and we just finished production in China. So we're in the process of, of putting that in all of our venues, but it's a magic wand activated smart plug. So you have a mat, it's, it's in three parts. You have a magic wand, you have a rune stone, and you have a smart plug. And so the idea is you can plug anything you want to in the world into that smart plug to turn on and off. And then you can control that smart plug with your magic wand. And so really it's putting the consumer and the customer in the driver's seat of, um, you know, what is it the thing? Like, what, what would you, if you had a magic wand that worked, what is the thing that you would want to control most? Mm. Probably like my reading lights. <laughs> it's like this stupid thing where like when you have to get up to turn off your lights when you're done with reading, it drives me insane. But imagine finishing reading reading a book before mm -hmm. you go to bed yeah and then say it's a fantasy book just for the for argument's sake and you turn off the light that you were just using to read with with your magic wand yeah see that's that's a lot more fun than like having to find the pulley chain <laughs> or like the switch but like when when inventing that product it's like the mental model of um 
a child and an adult in their life reading to them, right? Yeah. And then how do you reinforce that love of what you just read and by turning off the reading light? And creating those memories, because yeah. the kid's going to remember reading that book and the magic wand looped together yeah. than just the book. So I, how I see our company developing is growing more sites and growing mm-hmm. more venues, but also developing the line of interactive products that we make that reinforce our mission of making magic real with science, mm-hmm. technology, and design. Yeah, that, that's so great. I, I love that combination of it. With your magic wand, so you have the magic wand experience. That's right. Is that just in the UK? At the moment, that's only in our venue in Soho in London. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the reason that is is because we are magic engineering studio was based mm-hmm. in London. So when you roll out a new product, like things just don't work right yeah. right you think it's going to work a certain way and it always just doesn't work that way or you design a product and you think a customer is going to use it a certain way and then they use it the exact opposite way you think they're going to mm-hmm. touch the front and they trust touch the top and then when mm-hmm. you observe 50 people all touching the top you're like i should really move so that it's a like te- it's a good testing ground yeah, it's like prototyping iterative feedback mm-hmm. iterative feedback so the magic wand experience we launched as a 40 interactive retail experience and that's right now only in london but the plan is to roll that out in the other venues now that it's gone past the kind of prototyping mvp stage into something that's more robust Mm -hmm. that is like less likely to break that we can feel comfortable in sending across the ocean across the world in another time zone and then kind of is there for staff to be able to use so if i make my magic wand in london and then go to New York. Can I use that wand in your other locations? Your magic wand works in the like our magical realm of all of our venues. So I could just products. go on a tour of all your locations with the same wand. You can. We'll see how many places I can check out that list. <laughs> uh, well, you will have been, I think, this summer you've been to two of them. Yep. Right? Um, well, I'll be in New York next month, so we'll see what so happens. So it'll be three of them. And we're opening a second New York site in the Flatiron Chelsea area of New York. So you could potentially hit both of them at the same time. Do you ha- do you have a date for the second New York yet? It's probably going to be June, okay. I would think. Probably middle, end of June. All right. And then Summer in New York is a great time to be there. Yes. Let's avoid the snow. <laughs> at least that's my theory on it. Always we should try it. We have a venue in Edinburgh, um, and it is so cold in winter. Edinburgh's... Mm-hmm beautiful it's an absolutely beautiful magical place but it is so cold in winter (laughs) it's uh it's quite the experience how does it because you have so many different venues how do you translate that with like the locations that you end up being in with across like is there a different vibe when you go into each one does it each one have its own feeling or do you try to get them as similar as you can try to be consistent in the offering that you provide while also localizing it for the place where where you are like chicago is an iconic bank and you wouldn't turn into anything but an iconic bank we have a safe it's like a safety deposit vault that's going to be a wizard themed bank speakeasy because like what else would you what else would you put in that space but like that is a different design to what our London venue looks like in East London or the Soho venue where you visit it looks like. And you kind of have to work with the real estate that you've got mm-hmm. and the innate design of the space already and try to have those elements really work for you. But it's very important that the consistency of the product is the same, the, the drinks taste the same, the food is the same recipe. That there's So you, when you go, even when you go to the venue in New York, you know that it's, you can see how it's different, but you can also see how they are, are all very linked. 
And then with your food offerings, because I noticed this online and this is something that a lot of my listeners deal with. You guys cater to, for one, you make everything fresh from what I understand and you cater to food restrictions. So vegetarians and allergies. Yeah, as as much as humanly possible, mm-hmm. cater to kind of all different types of customers and their other dietary needs or dietary choices or whatever that may be. So, um, yeah, the, I mean, the quality of food and the food offering is really important. The U.S. venues especially, they have full-service restaurants mm-hmm. associated with them. So that's, you know, everything from breakfast to lunch to dinner to brunch to dessert. Um, and it's British food with a fantasy twist. For example, uh, our fish and chips are not just fish and chips. They are served on a bed of hot river rocks and mist it with sea salt. And then there's like uh, dry ice that makes the smell of the sea salt come out. So you're smelling the sea as it is that you're experiencing eating the fish and chips. Or like... Just like all full senses. It's like multi-sensory, right? It should be really fun and you should be, be able to get involved. Like the the cauliflower cheese cauliflower cheese is like a, a sunday roast a british sunday roast side dish and okay. it's like cheesy cauliflower it's really really good <laughs> um so we serve it in a hot skillet that's on fire and you put out the fire with like ribbons of hot english cheddar oh and so it's like how do you make it interactive yeah. how do you deconstruct food how do you reconstruct it mm-hmm. uh, how do you make the customer involved in some way so we're going to start wrapping up. Is there anything else you want to share or anything upcoming? One of the things that we've done in the past is um, we did a seed investment round for our company. So mm-hmm. really firmly believe that this concept of making magic real shouldn't just belong to Dave and myself, right? It, it belongs to a generation of people who love fantasy. Yeah. That is, and it should, as it, as it should, and it this idea should belong to the world. Um, so what we did with our seed investment round is we opened it up to our customers to become micro shareholders in the company. And that was open to primarily UK, UK people and people in Europe. Um, and we have like something like 700 shareholders that are customers of the cauldron that have been to our venues, understand what we do and are excited about it and want to be involved. We're going to wind up doing that again. Okay. Um, but this time including the U.S. audience as well. Um, so if anyone's interested in that, there's a website, um, Equity. it's called Equity for Magic. If you go to the, the cauldron.io slash EFM or slash Equity for Magic, there's a sign-up list to sign up to the mailing list so you can mm-hmm. be notified when it is that we actually go about launching that because we want to increase the tent as much as possible. Yeah. We want to bring in the fantasy fandom, and uh, multiple fantasy fandoms, really, to try to make this company more than just the sum of of kind of uh, a workshop in london and, and those ideas it's like how do we how do we open this up to more um of our community and be as inclusive as possible yeah that is great and then for people that want to book an experience where do they go to do that because i know a lot of them you they want you recommend booking in advance yeah we we recommend you book in advance you go to our website the cauldron.io and depending where you're located in the world, it should direct you to like the closest venue. Okay. That's, that's for you. Um, but you can also toggle between the venues. And then there's a like a booking widget you can book for your potion making experience, Wizard Actor Tea, or your table, um, or one of our drag nights, or one of our events, or like whatever it is. Yeah. We, we, we're really kind of full service in the programming. Um, 
something else to know, like we're a queer founded company. Um, so supporting like the LGBTQ yeah. inclusive community is like very, very like, important to what we do to make safe spaces for our customers, to make safe spaces for our staff and to really just make a fun place that people love and, and want to enjoy. So, um, yeah, we think that that's, you know, it's really important to make sure it's, it's as inclusive as it can be. Everyone is welcome at the cauldron. And just at the one that I've been to, it feels that way. Like you walk in and it just feels like such a welcoming place. And I'm so excited to see the other venues and to see where you grow from here. Thanks. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to visit us in London, to see the workshop, to, you know, spend your afternoon with us. And yeah, excited to see you next time. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. And until next time, keep creating. So we want to thank Matthew and the Cauldron Pub for all the fun experiences. We have also um, recently, if you haven't been following us, went to LeakyCon and the newest location for the Cauldron Pub opened in Chicago and LeakyCon had their after party there. So we were able to also attend that. That was so cool. Like the location is very, it's definitely very witchy. Like I, I had an awesome time there. Like it was amazing. We were drinking inside of an old vault, vault bank, bank vault, vault. bank vault. Yeah, I got that it. was so cool. Like I was like, this is so neat. Like I was like, how do I get one of these? I don't know if if you were with me. I was speaking with Jana, the manager, and she said when they got the building, they gave them like a box of keys for all of the um, safety deposit boxes that are in the vault. And they eventually want to go through and match all the keys up so they can actually use them, like, for games or something. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I love that. So I have been to the London and Soho location, which has the wand making. They do the potions and they do the tea. So I've done the tea and I've done the wand making. There are other locations. They have another location in London, one in Edinburgh, one in Brighton, one in Philadelphia. And two in New York, one in New York right now, but the second one will be opening, which we did mention um, with my conversation with Matt. Even from the pictures, I love the Chicago's building the most. Yeah, I love that you like walk down into like this little thing. and well, It's a, like a speakeasy, the, like the, the yeah. door. I almost missed the door. Yeah, we almost are the Uber pass. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And like I, that I like one, it. it's not just the experiences. Like if you just want to go and grab a drink, you can just go and grab a drink. You don't need the reservations to do the potion experience there. You yeah, can... I spent most of my time in the bar area. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, doing the little shots. There. I did. So, I had one of those so, two on the Sunday. So good. The green one, the like death yes. something. Yes, and it they has were like so good. the dry ice. Those were very good. And the dry ice doesn't touch like the drink it's like inside this little capsule thing i was watching when you guys were having the shots i was sitting at the bar with sarah enjoying our charcuterie board yeah because we hadn't eaten all day because that's what you do at leaky con you forget to eat you don't eat and i was watching the bartender put them all together and like pop them and it was actually really cool to watch now i love that space and then we found out they do a dragons and drinks on like wednesday nights And they play Dungeons and Dragons and they'll have like tables that you can go and like join a group and there'll be like one night campaigns or like multiple nights where you just come back each week. I'm like, if I lived in Chicago, I would love to learn to play Dungeons and Dragons. Me too. I'm And get drinks. And yeah, 
I would probably be really bad at it after a couple of drinks, but. <laughs> but it'd make it funnier. True, true. No, but I loved that it. it had like, they had like the DJ there. It was a, it was a cool vibe. Like, oh yeah, you guys, it was went hard. not just, oh yeah, we went hard for sure. <laughs> it was also, I like, think you left. Well, when I left, you were not there anymore. No, I love, <laughs> so around like eight o'clock, someone was like, oh, there's a DJ coming at nine. And Sarah and I looked at each other. We're like, we'll leave by 830. We were like introverted out and the convention hadn't even started, but like the whole bar was like, there were other people there, but 80% of the entire building was our people. Yes. I, I mean, I loved it. The DJ was awesome. The The music was great. The drinks were delicious. Just every, I mean. Which so drink awesome. did you have out of the creature? So they have three heads. One is they had a phoenix, a dragon, and a unicorn. I did the unicorn, which was the sangria one. Was it sangria? It was the middle one. Delicious. They it's it it wasn't sangria, but they say it's similar to a sangria. Right. It was like it was not the one that had gin in it because that one of them was the one I tried. Yeah. And it wasn't bad, but my mistake was I hadn't eaten all day, and that's not the thing you try when you have. No, it was the bur- it was bourbon. It's bourbon or gin. And then the first one, this made me laugh when I heard the story. Amy, um, our good friend, big fat lanyards. Yeah, got the one in the first one, and she was drinking it and enjoying it. And someone just went, "You do realize it's the non-alcoholic one?" Uh, she was like, "What?" So they do have non-alcoholic options. So they there do. are. You can do the potions with kids. Yeah, and then I was ordered, able to go back uh, and do the potions experience. Yeah, I saw. Oh man, I wish I could have done that. I, I tried to find the time. I tried to find us the time for I you know. and I to do it. We and we will do an episode that's a LeakyCon recap. We did yeah. so much that wasn't just LeakyCon. We did so many things in the city. I Our, mean, on Thursday, on Thursday, I got in. We got in. What we landed like? at thirty. Went to the hotel. Went to Magic at Play. Then I left to the baseball game. You went to like this other. <laughs> I went to a pin meetup. Like yeah. you didn't stop. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. I want to eventually get to all the cauldron pubs. I believe in my heart, I believe you and I will one day get to New York and we're going to go see their, yeah. theirs. I really want to go to New York. I know. Like, that's, why I was, that's why I chose that one. Because I was like, Paul and I are going to get to the New York one. I can't believe it's September next week already. I know. Oh, speaking of September, what happens in September, Paula? September 1st, back to Hogwarts. The back to Hogwarts, back to Hogwarts magic, right? That's the challenge, yes. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. We will be doing the back to Hogwarts magic challenge. If you would like to join in, you can follow any of our Instagram accounts, including the podcast page. We have a broadcast channel, um, the algorithm has switched up, so you can't really find things by hashtag unless you're like a high-performing post. Instagram, change that back. We don't like that. We like finding, yeah, right. finding new small accounts. We have a lot of We actually are going to be putting out more episodes, at least for the fall, because we have so many backlogged that we're going to do a weekly schedule for a little bit here. Because yeah. um, we did release the cosplay panel from LeakyCon. I still have the podcast panel, which wasn't originally going to be released. And then so many people have asked for it. I've had a lot of requests for that audio. So we are going to release that. Did I cry on that. that one too? My mom made fun of me. 
Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to the the cosplay one and she was like, are you crying? And I was like, it's like you don't know me. You birthed me, I, woman. You cried during the podcast one because Bess had tissues for you. Yes, this is true. I don't know how to not cry. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, we did the podcast panel at least I did it thinking it would be just like some like, hey, let's answer some questions. Like, let's give you information about starting a podcast. And we went deep in it. Like, it ended up being like about like communication and finding your right thing. And it was just, I'm glad because I wasn't going to record it. Yeah, I'm glad you recorded it. Yeah, It was really good. I don't know how well the audio is going to be. So people may have to deal with that, but I am going to still release it. Yeah. And And we just have um, so many people like that. Like the Shell Cottage uh, podcast people that I spoke mm-hmm. with. We just have like a lot of people that we're going to chat it up with. Yeah, we're going to chat with a bunch of people. And it was, I know it was like, it was exciting for me for us to be in the room. And I love all our friends that came and supported us. But I also yeah. love seeing people who we hadn't met before. Yes. Like that it was, was so very cool. new. Uh, yeah. It was such a good experience. I actually want to bring that episode back, like that panel back next year. Yes, you should do it. But yeah, we are excited for what the rest of this year has in store. Um, I think we're slowing down on traveling and experiences. We have a lot of experiences to talk about, so we'll have those episodes. But I think we're staying pretty local for a while now. And for anyone wanting to book the Cauldron Fub experiences, you can use code dm underscore potions for a little bit of a discount and that works at any of the locations oh paula where can we find you if we haven't found you before or if we have new listeners who found us through LeakyCon? yes you can find me on instagram twitch and tiktok at unconceivable i i spelled it at the at the panel i said unconceivable yeah, I appreciated that because I struggle to spell it every single time I try to type it out. Yeah. And then you can find me at Mandrakes and Mischief on Twitch and Instagram. And then you can find the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Creating Magic Podcast. Yay. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>